Friends, fiends, rapscallions, I know what you all must be thinking every time an episode is released of Easily Irritated. I'm sure you're all thinking, God, Mike is my favorite comedian. I love his stand-up. I love his podcast. I love Mike McCowan. I just wish I could have a podcast myself. I wish that people would want to listen to me talk. I wish, you know, I'm passionate about JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Maybe I should start a podcast on that. But who's going to listen? And then I'm creating all this work, all this effort to just shout into the void? No, that doesn't sound fun. But here's where you're wrong, my friends. There's a magical little platform called Anchor. And it's everything you need or anything you want to create a podcast. It's completely free and there's creation tools to make it easy and fun for you to be able to do it literally anywhere. You can do it from your phone. You can do it from your computer. You can hold up your phone like you're talking to a friend and you're actually reporting a podcast. And the audio is amazing. This is what I used when I first started my podcast and it is a great app. It's a great platform and the best thing about it is you upload your podcast, send it away, and Anchor will upload it for you onto all the streaming platforms, onto Spotify, onto Applecasts, anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, you'll be able to hear your podcast. I'll be able to li- you can send me your podcast and I'll listen to it. Anyway, you're probably still thinking, I don't know, I'm a little on the edge here. I'm a little on the fence. Because even if I do create a podcast, who's going to listen? I'm never going to make money off the podcast. Not like you do. But see, this is where you're also wrong, my little wolf pups. With Anchor, you don't have to have a minimum listenership. You don't have to reach 500 people. You could reach one dude in South Carolina that lives in his mom's basement and he never wears pants. He only wears tidy whities all the time and his mom brings him oatmeal when he's hungry and corn dogs because who doesn't love corn dogs? It doesn't matter if that guy is your one and only fan because with Anchor, you don't have to have a minimum listenership. You could have one guy, two guys, 500 guys, 1,000 guys. It doesn't matter. You'll still make money off your podcast by reading ads much like I'm doing now. There's no minimum listenership. That's what's great about Anchor. It's everything you need literally in one place to make a podcast. Now, listen closely and I'll tell you how to do it, all right? It's super complicated. You might want to take some notes. Step one, open up your smartphone or iPhone. Go to the App Store and type in anchor.fm. Click the download button and get your podcast started. It's that easy. All right, now enjoy the show. Easily Irritated was not recorded in front of a live studio audience but rather a captive audience of pop figurines and porcelain dolls. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, but it's not just any other episode of the podcast. My sweet, sweet wolf pups. Like I said, Goblinites, the audio quality is going to be a little askewed. 
happens. What happens when you talk through telephone and you're dealing with a technology-impaired person? Not me. No, no, not me. But Travis Clark, he can't seem to get his phone onto the right app to record the right way. So while I work on this, uh, you're going to just have to suffer because I don't know how to fix it right now. But here's the bonus episode number one of The Lost Tapes. I've pieced together my conversations with his permission, of course. And we've created some uh, bonus content for you guys. All right? I'll release some... Huh? Hell, I'll release it today. Sunday. No, it's 8 o'clock. Fuck you guys. Actual Easily Irritated with John Amon comes out just a few hours just wait for that but no i'll schedule this for wednesday so lost tapes they'll air wednesdays and wednesdays and fridays how about and uh regular episodes mondays thursdays all right here's my conversation with uh comedian stand-up comedian and director travis clark Lost Tapes. Well, it's good because I promised my uh, listeners on like two episodes ago that I release Lost Tapes between you and I. Of. Right? I just didn't want to release the other one because it was like on and off of like low and balances. I still think that I should do it with Keith though. I don't want to say his last name unless uh, he actually comes on the podcast, but like, I think you'd have so much fun just breaking him down. Like all your aggressions, you'd be like, so what do you think white culture is? Dude, speaking of that, I'm fucking pissed at the Republicans. I read their little bill. <clears throat> They're going to cut out all gig workers. Yes, I know that. Um, you, however, should still be okay. Because I'm an assistant director, you mean, or what? Correct. But, that, but I'm still independent with that. Yeah. Oh, is he moving it over? That's true. But will they be counting my hours or they would will they be counting my hours or they would be they counting my shows? Because I get paid way more in shows than I do in hours. Well, my thing with the whole get into once they make their final decision. Because right now uh, fuck it, let's go ahead and talk about it. I wanted to avoid politics for both of them. As long as you don't mention COVID, you're fine. Well, the current agreement between the Republicans and the Democrats, from what uh, every all the research I've been doing, and I've been listening, watching the news, reading, um, they're going down the list, and they are, you know, like signing. Okay, 
How do we agree on this subject? And on to the next, 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 next. Um, so one of the points they have already agreed upon is another $1,200 direct payment. They have said those payments should go out in August. Beautiful. All right. Another area they have supposedly agreed on is unemployment. It is not the agreement people were fucking hoping for, of course. No, it's like $200. Well, no. Uh, so that's people hoping that, oh, it stays at 600 It was never going to stay at fucking 600 Even the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, said the only reason we did 600 is because it was simple. It's just, okay, I get it. You're right. Simple. Quick. Get it out there. That's lovely for everybody, all of us. However, they no longer like that, and I didn't think it would last anyway. So now now what they've agreed upon, tentatively, of course, because the bill's not signed, is 70% of a worker's lost wages. Hmm. So, yeah, I see what you mean now by answering the questions correctly. Exactly. Uh, which we'll talk about when it gets closer to that time. But it, it all depends. And, I mean, it is what it is. Do they have to do something? Fuck yeah, they do. It, it, it is a fact that a ton of businesses and shit are still closed down. Plain and simple. That was my thing. Is like, um, listen, if, like... Is, the- is, ours, is, is our company open? Yeah, technically. But we don't have shit here until... August 22nd. If that sticks. Exactly. And that's if that sticks. You know, it's a day-to-day occurrence here. Because I know right now it's no more than gatherings of 50 people are possible. Well, we live in a state, too, with the most awful trash people, too, that just don't listen to rules. Well, there is that. Um, There is that. But at the same time, you know, yes. Arizona right now is one of the worst for COVID. It is. Um, so fuck it. Will we open August twenty second? I hope so. Yeah, I do. I hope. I hope it's within the two thousand twenties. That's all I hope for. <laughs> I, hope, I hope we get a show before that. Yep. I just hope that it's still within the year. Yeah, I was doing a podcast with a with a chef, uh, John Amon, and um, yeah. he were talking about like because I, I told him like what I because he asked me what I miss about comedy and stuff, and I said I just miss like the the peaks and valleys of calm and chaos, and then sometimes calm within the chaos. And he go and I said I know that's like sounds weird. And he goes, No, I get it. As like a chef, like you're looking down the co- uh, like the cook line and stuff, and you're preparing all this food. You're like 
things are, uh, you know, you're communicating with the kitchen staff and uh, yelling back and forth that there's like a calm within the chaos because you need to focus on what you're doing. So, yeah, that kind of thing. But chefs are very similar to comedians, though. I miss being around uh, other comics, and I miss uh, the audience a little bit. What do you miss about doing murder mystery? I just, I just told you. Oh, I thought you meant comedy show. See? I just, I don't like to mention it by name. Ah, whatever. I'm, I'm fucking there. I'm the director, and you're the assistant director. Yeah. I just like to keep it general for them. Makes sense, but either way. I miss doing them for one, like you said, I do miss being around all my fellow actors and comedians and everything. Um, I miss the unity. Uh, we really do have a close interest. One of the people um, we work with, Facebook, makes me sad. Several of the people Facebook we work with make me sad right now. Like, why, why are you sad. taking headshots? I think we're talking about the same person. His random rants are always a bright and shiny moment of Facebook. Oh, Gavin? Or Brandon? Yeah. Yeah, I like... Gavin's random rants are just a shiny moment on Facebook when I get on. Gavin Deuce is... That's how you say his last name, right? Deuce? Deusily, whatever. Ulysses. Okay. Deusily. Oh. But he's a comedian. Oh my god, it's fucking amazing. So if you would, his Facebook's Gavin Deusily, right? Well, I'll put him the tagline underneath. Yeah. He's a very funny comic. I promise, John. Right now is the social media is so full of hate and ignorance. Isn't it always been like that? Yes, but not to this extent. Like before, it was maybe five percent of random timelines. You go, oh my god, what is this person talking about? Now it's like, fuck. Like I mean. Every and don't get me wrong, I'm not detracting from anything that's going on in the world right now. It's the amount of ignorance that is spread, like with the masks. This, this, you know, there's just oh my god, uh, what did they call it? Um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, uh, hopefully, I don't offend any of you, you listeners because hopefully, none of them are these people. Uh, what did they call that? The pandemic people. Oh my fucking god. You want utter ignorance? The whole world is dying. Yeah. In the largest pandemic in a hundred and fifty a hundred and hundred and four years since the Spanish flu since the Spanish flu pandemic? Yeah. Or was that 1860? 
time the world has gone through this much bullshit altogether was that. You know what I mean? Or pandemic that's fucking stupid. Wear your mask. Don't infect us. Don't help spread the disease. Look, I get it. Oh, I'm safe. All right, sure. What about that random fucking COVID particle that stayed on that fucking whatever that you just breathed in because your dumb ass ain't wearing a mask like you're supposed to? Dude, you know what I don't like in public? You see those motherfuckers that wear the mask under their nose as if they're trying, if they, as if they're like pulling one under you. I was like, dude, you might as well not wear the mask at all. You're not doing anything. That is part of the ignorance I'm talking about. Now, here's the thing. There's another thing I don't like. Okay, and don't get me wrong. If you're walking down the street and there is no one within a hundred fucking feet of you. Why are you wearing your mask? You should have it. Why are you wearing it? Because it's 115 degrees and you're making it hard to breathe. Stupid, you're going to die. Yeah. There's no one within you. The whole point of the mask is when you cannot fucking sit. Nobody in my neighborhood. In my back pocket or in our, even the strap around my wrist, if I see someone walking down the sidewalk, I put my mask on if I have to pass them. But other than that, I'm not going to wear it when walking around in 120 degree fucking heat. That's stupid. Yeah. I'm glad that girl today wasn't wearing a mask. That's why the people... Now, I at first judged these people too. Because I saw someone by themselves driving down the street, windows completely rolled up with their mask on. <laughs> Schmuck. I did, I did too. Was it an Uber, though? I don't know. And that's the point. See, up until that point, I had not done any Uber Eats with my wife lately. Uh, and we had went out to do Uber Eats. And you are required to wear your mask while you're delivering food. So from the point of, you know, picking up the food to dropping it off, you're supposed to have your mask on. That's just Uber's rules. Yeah, I know. I take Uber's a lot. The Uber's? So, uh, so that's Uber Lame. If I do not, like, if I do not know for a fact 
the things you're doing, I'm not smoking with you. Period. I will. No, not right now. Fuck no. I have a wife and kids. No. No. Fuck no. My dog can't get covered. Their health. Because some random one is God, I wish I looked like this when I saw that hot girl. Yeah, I was. I just woke up, so I was like, "This shirt is a shirt." <laughs> Let's take the dog on a walk. And then she's like moving in, and she like smiled at me. I was like, "Oh hi!" And she's like, "Cute dog." And I was like, "Ah, you pansy, Mike." <laughs> Oh, dude. So I promised John, um, the chef, because he, he really, he's really interested in comedy. And he really wants to try it out, apparently, during the, co- uh, during the lockdown and stuff. He's, like, been writing his act and stuff, but he, he knows that it's useless unless you have a crowd. So, like, he wanted me to check and see if, um, like, if we would go to an open mic together with him, like some comics that I know like you and maybe Gavin Brandon or something. Cause otherwise there's really not going to be an audience for him either. And plus, I think he just wants to hang out with like, I was going to call well, improv mania's website says they're open. So I was going to call him on. Yeah. I was going to call him on Monday and see if they're still running open mics or if they're still running, if they're only running book shows. Because they they won't put John up on the on the roster because they've never seen him and he's never done stand up before. So yeah, let me find out. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I just like I said, uh, I'm being careful, but I'll have my mask on, so I don't care. Um, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but on to that entertainment. Yeah. So obviously the world of entertainment is in shit right now. It's in challenge. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, shows, shows have been canceled. Shows have been pushed off. Shows aren't being filmed. Shows aren't being released. Movies aren't being filmed. Other shit we never thought we'd see is now going to show up. So let's a little bit of um, The Arrowverse. I wonder if they're still doing a spinoff with Mia. Mia Queen. Do you think ever because I know she has a the actress has a holding deal right now from CW and a few other people that um, you just wouldn't think would have holding deals with them do and I was like well they must be doing shit then so like are they just gonna hold until after the quarantine oh dude speaking of Canada no no dude speaking of Canada. Did you, did you see the shit they just did? They introduced public glory holes. And they said it's great for social distancing. We believe that you should still have sex whenever you want, wherever you want. Just be safe and social distance about it. And the glory hole is the wet, best way to do that. <laughs> like That's from the government, by the way. That's the ca- Canadian government. And yeah, I butchered it, but that's the gist. 
I would look it up for sure, though. Even funnier reading it. I'm very rarely at a loss for words. And now is not one of those times. Are you fucking serious? Public glory is the best way to social distance. So the best way to social distance, according to the Canadian government, is what you're telling me, is to suck a dick. Hey, you don't have to suck dicks. You can put your dick in there and then some guy or girl can ride you. Or you can jerk you. Just so random that they would say that. I mean, I'm assuming that's where their glory holes are. They they, they mentioned public restrooms. Oh my god, it pops up right away. Uh, wow. Okay, that was left field. I appreciate that. I needed that smile. Uh, the main Arrowverse has come to a halt there over for, you know, the season. Uh, all the main Arrowverse shows are over for this season. Oh my god, Travis. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's even it's even worse than I previously mentioned. Canadian government encourages the use of glory holes to stop the spread of COVID-19. That is one hell of a headline. It would be fair to say the New Zealand government has handled the COVID-19 pandemic up there with the best in the world. If you're interested in some of the unusual advice from government body, look to Canada. The Canadian government released a 16-page document online this week on how to best avoid the spread of the coronavirus lockdown. The British Columbian Centre for Disease Control advises that when parking, when partaking casual sex during the pandemic, people utilize barriers like walls, e.g. glory holes, that allow for sexual content but prevent close face-to-face content. The advice gained international headlines when Toronto reporter Camille Kamali tweeted a screenshot of the document. Here's a, a quote from it. The BC Center for Disease Control is recommending using glory holes to practice safe sex during the pandemic. And I just want to know, and I just want to know if this is a common thing people have in their homes. He captioned the tweet with happily led the term glory holes trending on Twitter. That's wild. <laughs> no, people don't partic- participate in glory holes in just your home. Why would you need to? You know you don't have COVID. You there? Are you? Right? That's just, I didn't know New Zealand was involved. Center for Disease Control. That is not not like some fake site. That is literally British Columbia Center for Disease Control. That's the the Canadian CDC's website. I 
That's just so wild that they would say that. What kind of perverts are up in Canada? God damn it. I, can't, I have to wait six years to go there. Fuck the comedy festival up there. I'm going straight for the glory hole. They just have, they just have the Spanish flu up there, COVID nineteen and AIDS, full blown. Not the AIDS that is now watered down. It's back to its full power. They, it was in LA. I have used the joke in a million in a million times. You heard me say it. They are finally going to develop propagandaship life. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Well, dude, they already have the bubonic plague. They already found cases in L.A. And then the doctors are like, the doctors are like, well, it's hard to look at a uh, medical research because the last known cases is from the 20s. They found a case of the human plague in Oh, really? Yeah. But it was like um, the Eagles will be mad. The Eagles will be mad. They wrote a song about that place. Gun Lap, Arizona. Yep. Back to what I'm trying to talk about, you shit dick. Uh, what do you think of the sideshow, the newbie, we shall say, of the Arrowverse? As they are all running our gut now. Oh, uh, Stargirl's still going? I don't know. Um, it was on Netflix. I know, you didn't, I know you didn't watch Stargirl. It was on Netflix, so that's why I asked. Yeah, it, it made, no, they were running Stargirl every week. They were releasing one a week. They weren't doing it Have you watched The Umbrella Academy? Ah, yes, that is one I, we were, I was Allison gave... Hold on that Yeah, but hang on for a second, because Allison gave me a compliment. And one of the pillars of my success is selfishness. So she, so she said, um, there's a quote for Burt Kreischer. Um, she, she goes, um, have you ever seen the umbrella Academy? I was like, yeah, I love that show. They come out with a second season at the end of the week. And she goes, uh, I was watching that. And I was, uh, there's a character Klaus in it. And I was like, I love Klaus. She goes, yeah, I was watching. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm just watching Mike. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa, he's a severe drug addict. And she was like, I mean, listen, I have a medical card. <laughs> Sorry, you see that as a drug. I see that as air. But I will say, Umbrella Academy is a really good show. No, we can just talk about DC. I just, I, I, I thought that was funny because I was like, that's the nicest compliment. Because I love that character. <laughs> Yeah, it, I've, um, it's very, it's very similar. Yes, that's but it's kind, it's kind of like opposite ways, though. I haven't seen all of Doom Patrol now. I've seen a few episodes. 
No, I've seen a few episodes. Uh, Austin showed me the one where um, where she. Interesting, I believe. Maybe the most intriguing cyborg adaption ever. Yeah, and I like. Um, I don't really like. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge fan of the actor's voice. Oh, you mean because he doesn't sound like Booyah? Yeah, it's weird that they threw him in there. Yeah, but he's also with a group of misfits. I like the the Iron Guy, the guy voiced by uh, the Mummy. What's his name? Brandon Fraser, yeah. You know, I I really loved. Go ahead. Yeah, I really loved listening to Brandon Fraser talk because Brandon Fraser is a lot like um, that other guy we like, um, Honey, We Shrunk the Kid. Uh, yeah. It's a guy more space off. Yeah, but he had the same, like, yeah, like his wife died, and he, yeah, Rick Moranis. Uh, his wife died, and he had to raise his uh, daughter and stuff, and so that's why he disappeared from the industry. And a similar thing happened with Brandon Fraser, I forget what exactly, but when he wasn't going to do Doom Patrol, and he read the characters, and he fell in love with all the characters, and he was like, yeah, I'll do this. And it wasn't like probably the money that he normally gets or anything too. He was just like, no, I, listening to him talk about it is like, oh, you're just a really cool dude. Yeah, he's a great I've always considered right up there with like a Keanu Reeves type. That's how I see him too. I see him like Keanu Reeves. Yeah, uh, the episode, one of the episodes I saw of her, too, is uh, where she's like, fuck you, and her her uh, power is, like, the words, because I know she has, like, a million different powers. Um, so, but it's the one where she's, like, she can uh, say words and they become weapons. Yeah, they're like the chrome blade letterings, and he just like yeah. she, she she goes fuck you and just throws them, kills them with a fuck. Yeah. Uh, so she was just in a recent episode. Uh, matter of fact, I've been the last episode uh, where 
Yeah, I think that the actress, that actress is so incredibly talented. Well, it's her, it's her split personality. Yeah, Jane's not in control anymore. She doesn't have split personality. No, she has multi-personality syndrome. No, 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 Fuck that. So, it's weird. So, like, she is actually showing the underground in this season, which is what they call where she, you know, where her personalities live. Yeah. Yeah, because each one of her personalities have meta human different meta human abilities too. Yes, and now apparently from what it is, each personality has a purpose. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, now here's the thing. Each personality has its own station in the underground, you know, like its own train station. Yeah. However, some of the stations and personalities are now disappearing. Hmm. See, not only that, it started when two of them got killed. Like in a fight? So, or like in the mind? In the mind, but in a fight. But in a, like uh, a, like you're fighting yourself in your mind, or you're... He's where they lead their adventures to? Well, apparently, when you're on, when you're in on Danny, that's disgusting. 
Yeah, but mentally she's like way older. Yeah, but her men her mental state is still that of a little girl. Because she never grew up. So it's like a Peter Pan thing. Because it's a Peter Pan thing. So she's kind of like Barack. So the the road is kind of like Barakas from Magician. way more cool. And these imaginary friends for the second she wants become real. Okay? Yeah. And these imaginary friends are not normal human beings. So one of them resembles her mother and then there's several others. But there's one in particular that looks like a giant candelabra. So it's kind of like an Umbrella Academy, the I Heard a Rumor Girl. different powers, they all have the same power. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but 
So uh, they got into it because, as I said, Jane's not in control. So her little girl personality oh. Oh no. And so the little girl was in control. Uh, and they became really good friends for and the However, as all kids are wanted to do, especially kids with power, they got a childhood fact. However, she got it all because she basically changed the surrogate father and then her actual father. Yeah, it was all daddy. Yeah. Uh, she used to she used to Oh. Was it the little girl the personality? Went, the candle thing went in to the underground. Found the little girl personality in her. Damn. What? Damn. Disappearing. Right? Oh. Sorry to take a little break. I know we just had an ad. But I really do need to tell you. I need to further instill my point. You know, we live in a time of some craziness, all right? There's some riots going on. There's a COVID-19 virus going on. There's all this talk about defunding the police department. I'm sure you want to give your opinions out there. Shout them out there. You know, get some following behind you. You know, up the morale a little bit in society in America. God knows we could all have a little content that would let us, you know, escape from all the awfulness in the world. Surely this podcast doesn't do it for you. So create your own, all right? When I was first trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. One being, am I going to have to upload my podcast to each platform individually? To Spotify, to Apple, to everywhere? Because that's, that's going to be super annoying and I don't want to do that. Well, that's when I heard about Anchor. It's a one-stop, all you need to create a podcast. They upload, you upload it onto Anchor. Oh, here's my little podcast. I'm talking about riots and what flavor ice cream I like. I send it into Anchor. They upload it. And they distribute it for me on Spotify, Apple, everywhere. You can listen to a podcast you will hear about Easily Irritated. It is that awesome. But here's another question I had. Will I ever make money? Like, let's say I do develop a fan following. Will I make money? Will I be able to apply for sponsors? But here's what I didn't know is you don't even have to have a minimum listenership with Anchor. No. You can make money from your podcast right away. I don't, I wouldn't expect a lot of money. 
But, you know, two cents from every listener, that adds up, you know? So, the answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor, all right? Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with the great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcasts. Why have advertisers, oh, this is for hymns. If you're uh, losing your hair and your dick doesn't work, come here and use my code word. They're not going to match you up with randos like that, okay? They know your podcast. Advertisers, advertisers, advertisers know your demographic, all right? They know the message you're trying to get out, and they will match sponsors to you, to the content that you offer. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, all you have to do, it's, it's not complicated at all. First of all, open up the App Store on your smartphone or your iPhone, right? Type in anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash start. And uh, you'll get started. You'll make your podcast. You'll make money. Maybe you might even become Rogan legendary. The Joe Rogan experience might even fail to comparison of how massive your show is, mans. Dudes, womans, join the revolution of podcasting. Now, back to the show. Yeah. Hey, I don't know what happened. She doesn't know. Exactly. She came to her to ask why, and the little girl said, "Your job is on her." So it was like, "Oh shit! They all have a role. God damn it!" And they've been focusing that more. But the role is right now. Yeah. Fuck the chain. He's going to town. But I mean, 
is way more of a mess and um, purposeless. Maybe until until this most recent season of Magicians. Jesus Christ, Elliot's fucked in this last season. Yeah, but he's still trying to be the hero versus like Klaus goes... The Beast didn't do that until the very end. He's doing that out of pure selfish fucking pride. Elliot feels like shit at everything the Beast did while he was in control. Mm, You're incorrect. You mean the monster? Because the Beast has been dead for a while. He only came back in the season two. No. um, No, it's a lot deeper than that. Elliot, he's... uh, he has feels like he doesn't have a uh, purpose right now because uh, think about it. He was high king. It was taken from under him from his best friend, and he can't say anything about it because that's that's his best friend. But now he feels like, hey, what am I supposed to do? And so he's trying. He falls for the dark king, and then, you know, he's uh, he can't help them build the new world because of, like, he fucked up. He tried to save them. He try he tries to every step to try to be the hero. He's just also dealing with all this stuff. Whereas Klaus has been trained to be the hero, but he's um he shies away from it so much because it's too much for him to handle. He sees every dead person and he can control them if he's sober. That's pretty dope. Yeah, but and that could also be pretty fucking racking on the nerves. I mean, equate it to, uh... Like, there's no magician that's not an addict of some kind. Think about it like Penny. Right? Uh, if he can hear all the dead people, he that also means they don't necessarily shut up. Just like Penny had so much trouble shutting up people's thoughts originally, and it was driving him crazy. Yeah, but he can put a, blo- a magical block on his mind, whereas I don't think Klaus has that ability. And 
Nope, wrong. Original Flash, like season one. I get it. Zero, Which season? No, I'm saying in its seriousness. In the first five minutes of Arrow season one, he snaps the guy's neck because he can't know a secret. Does that happen in Stargirl? Just, uh, the entire Justice Society of the Mer- of America gets slaughtered. Uh, different. It's a bad guy. What? It's different. It's a bad guy. That was that was Arrow, the hero, actually doing dirty work and getting his hands dirty. It falls in between the two. Whereas the first season of Flash was very light and campy. I mean, happy. I mean, a little bit. His father was still in jail, but... Yeah, I, I know, but, you know, the first couple of seasons of Flash, they were the much lighter tone of the of the Arrowverse. Yeah, it's because he, before he realized that he was responsible for all speedsters everywhere. Pretty much. Um, whereas Arrow was a dark, gloomy abyss, okay? Uh, we're not even going to add fucking Batgirl or Titan yet, because those are on their own level. Um, however... You mean they're good? tries to fall right in between Arrow and Flash, where they were. Uh, you see, at times, and a lot of times, right, it's very campy with fucking teenage drama. Okay? The Riverdale-style teenage drama. Did you watch the trailer I sent you for the boys? Yes. Um, so, the other side of it, though... I don't believe you. I did watch it. Um, Where the speedster runs through his girlfriend? Yes, I'm going to watch the show. It's one of the next shows I'm starting. Um, here's the thing. I, wait, that was the speedster? I thought the only guy stopped that I thought it was... It was a it was a speech where he runs through and goes, I'm sorry, I can't stop. Well, he's, you find out, spoiler alert, you find out later that uh, he's doped up on like speed drugs because um, there's just, there's so many speedsters in the world. It's called Velocity 6. So you have this campy Riverdale style teenage drama, um, but at the same time, you have these teenagers getting murdered. Normally. And now, normally, I would say whatever. Okay? These are villains killing them, like you said. Okay. But, to show the villain, the main villain, killing one of his fellow villains' children... In front of a whole fucking school of people and kids it was pretty dark. I felt that way about a particular scene in the boys. Uh, because at the same time, I if think. You want the, hold on. If you want the good person doing something bad, uh. I know Stargirl didn't necessarily mean to do it. Uh, however, she did put fucking brainwave in a goddamn coma for the entire first season. 
pretty by dark. Destroying his fucking brain with the cosmic staff. Damn. Like full power of the cosmic staff straight into his forehead while touching it. Damn. Yeah. Well, like I said, I know she didn't mean to fry his fucking brain like that. She was just trying to win the fight. But that's pretty fucking brutal to show a teenage superhero have to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that's probably comparable to what Dewey did in the boys then, because Dewey's kind of the main He's the, he's the kid whose girlfriend gets slaughtered. So he's like, that kind of starts people looking for him that have had experiences in that similar situation with supers killing their, and like some of them are fucking brutal. There's this uh, one called a lamplighter. You find out later the girl, the FBI agent who originally like started the CIA, who originally started looking into the soups. The reason she stopped is because a superhero known as the Lamplighter that has pretty much the version of Stargirl's staff uh, incinerated her uh, children and her grandchildren alive in her cabin. Right. And as a saying to be like, hey, stop what you're doing. And she did. But other people that she inspired, like um, the British guy in it, or Australian, whatever he is, and um, he's, he's great. I, I, worked, I worked with him one time during an um, independent um, thing. And I saw him for five seconds, and then I saw him in the boys, and then I was like, oh, I worked with a star. But um, I was a makeup artist. But... Um, yeah, I mean, it's different. It's different if you're behind the thing working with them. But yeah, but I was ma- is makeup artist. But um, <clears throat> for one like independent thing, which still hasn't come out, and you're like, we did that, right? Thing with independent movies. It's like we did do that, right? <laughs> but um. You know what I just realized thinking about there is one more episode this season uh, of Star Girl. There has to be unless they release the trailer for the fucking season two premiere already. Because there's a point when Dewey, like, all this bad shit's happening around him. He's just a regular dude whose girlfriend got killed and he's trying to do the right thing. And now um, this guy had him go into his into the super head headquarters, you know, under an illusion of settling in court type of thing. And he planted a gut bug in the bathroom. There's a guy called uh, Translucent. And his entire body is like made out of this like carbon fiber material, and he's completely indestructible, but he can also tur- bend the light around him and become invisible. So he was in the bathroom watching girls pee because he's a pervert, and he sees this dude place a bug, and he's like, "What the fuck?" But he has to be naked when he's invisible, and so he follows this guy, still naked, all the way to his uh, where he works at the TV shop. And then starts, you know, like, inter- like beating them up and shit. And he's like, who the fuck are you? And like, who sent you type of thing? And um, Dewey was ha- happened to be smart, so they electrocuted him because his skin is carbon fiber. <laughs> so they electrocuted him and they put him in this cage and they're trying to figure out how to kill him because otherwise they don't have leverage over the bigger superpowers, super yeah. superheroes. Yeah. And... Um, they're like, you know what? They finally figure out if they insert a uh, they insert C4 up his ass because that's all pink. 
up his ass and then he realizes that he's like you know in deep shit and he immediately there's immediate switch from being a badass to being like dude i don't want to fucking die i'll tell you anything you want you want me to turn on the big guy i'll turn on anybody you want (laughs) yeah and so like they're about to re dewey's about to release this guy because he's like the the guy like me he's he has no skills he doesn't know what's going on he's not a bad guy and he has the c4 button in his hand and he's staring at this poster on this wall that says like keep your hands clean and i love the like subtle nuances in it and when he's like coming out all of a sudden like um he's like don't worry like um i I won't kill you or anything this is not your your type of guy like um and he goes um but the other guys are safe right and he goes no we're gonna murder them all of them this deal was for you we're going to obliterate all of their families and everybody they've ever loved. And he goes, and he looks over the poster again. All of a sudden, he just fucking presses that button, and that superhero just implodes from the inside out. And, and then right there, you realize on the look on his face, he's like, shit, I'm a fucking terrorist. <laughs> and so that's the, but he falls for one of the superheroes, the girl. And her powers are pretty much Stargirl's powers, just like in her hands. Like, yeah, she can control Ben Light and shit like that. It's not cosmic, but I mean, I don't know what it is. But. Well, the moment that made me think of you is like it's near the end of season one. And it's like, um, because the main character reminds me of things you would do in that situation all the time. And the Australian guy. And eventually he's like, hey, man, Dewey, you're sleeping with the enemy. Like, I don't care what kind of intel you're getting. Like, you're sleeping with the enemy. And, like, superheroes are bad news. They call them soups. And he's like, soups are bad news. And he goes, I just need to tell her the truth. I need to explain things. Like, she cares about me. She'll understand and she tries to take him in. She's like, you know what? I'm taking you in as a terrorist right now because I'm a superhero. That's the right thing to do. And she grabs him, and she has super strength, right? And she grabs him, and she's, like, taking him there. And all of a sudden, if 50 Cal gets launched at her three times, and she goes down, she's not dead. She just goes down. And the Australian guy comes back up and goes, hey, man, what I fucking tell you about soup? <laughs> He followed him, shot him twice as soon as he shard, uh, manhandled him. And he's like, dude, I told you so. Now get in the fucking car. <laughs> so that's, I like that one just because it's like the heroes aren't who you think they would be. And the villains aren't who you think they would be. And you know what? That's actually one of the things that's pretty cool about what they're doing in Stargirl. Yeah. Uh, is, it's the same thing. You know, if you've got all these teenagers, okay, who are castaways, basically. You know, uh, they're, they're pariahs. No one wants to be around them. Um, you know, they're the loners at school and shit. And none of them have powers. At all. None of them. Okay? Um, Stargirl is just a gymnast. However, the cosmic staff, we 
chose her. Yeah, so it's, so it's like the ring. Exactly. Now, speak of that same thing, uh, what's her, uh, what's her, one of the ch- girls, I can't remember her name, uh, she plays, you know, the panther or whatever the hell his name is, black cat or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she has no powers either. She's just a boxer. She's a badass, but she's a boxer. She's really intelligent and badass, but she, she has no powers. However, when she puts the mask and suit on, she gets powers. That's cool. Uh, so it's like Ragman, kind of. Yes. Now, the next one is this little girl who's just fully in, involved with her parents to the point she has no fucking friends. Uh, complete, you know, nerd and everything. Um, she gets goggles, Dr. Midnight's goggles. And when she puts on Dr. Midnight's goggles, she found, she finds out that Dr. Midnight had downloaded his AI into the goggles. Hmm. So she has Dr. Midnight in her fucking goggles talking to her. Damn. And at the same time, so she has all his knowledge and everything. Yeah. But the goggles can also, like, you know, they're three, they're uh, night vision and all this other shit. They can look up shit on the web and all this different shit. All right. Yeah. Uh, so you know, that's good. Next, you have uh, our man's son. He has no powers. He's he's, he's none. However, when he puts the hourglass on and he lifts it over for an hour a day. He has super strength and, invul- and like uh, almost invulnerability and stuff. But only for an hour a day. And only if he flips the thing. So right. my my question with the ring, sorry, I mean to interrupt you, but my question is with... One more. Well, Go let ahead. me finish this. Only one more. Uh, the last would be Courtney's stepdad. Uh, that would be the one who's played by that actor we... Love. I can't remember his freaking name. Luke Wilson. Right now. Yes. Uh, wait, who? Luke Wilson, Owen's brother. Yes. Yes. Um, so, he is the shining star of the show. Plain and simple. All right? Plain and fucking simple. Pat is amazing. Pat has always been a sidekick. Okay? Mm-hmm. To say Pat has no powers is not exactly true, okay? He has no superpowers per se, but the man built a giant fucking robot that can fly and shoot shit out of used cars. That's cool. So to say he has no powers is a lie. But he's a genius. (laughs) Exactly. Um, a super genius when it comes to shit like that. Um, he's also been in the superhero business his entire life since he was a young teenager because he was part of, you know, the, uh, Furious Seven or what were they called? The Fantastic, what was it? Uh, something with Seven, yeah. Yeah, he was part of them. And then later he was, you know, a sidekick and a member of the Justice Society of America. So he's been doing the shit his whole life. And now all of a sudden, you know, his his stepdaughter finds the staff. He's held on to the staff since Starman's goddamn death because Starman said, pass this on. The staff 
he looks up at him, grabs him, and says, but not you. It could never be you. What a dick. <laughs> what an asshole. What a dick. I would I would have been like, you know what, just for that, I'm going to have the staff finish you off. He'd be like, this is why I said that. Not fuck you still. You're proving my point. Nope, nope, nope. This, this is still on you. What a pansy. I like how he tried it, and he went, and he was like, fuck you, what'd you do to it? people to be villains. Like I said, dickish as it is, Pat being, uh, maybe he also knew just how loyal Pat was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pat didn't like it, don't get me wrong. No, that pissed him off. But, Pat had always been a loyal friend to him, and a psychic, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, he, he, you know, he held on to all the stuff, and he continued trying to solve the injustice society of America's crimes, and figure out where they went and everything. And now, they're all like pillars of community in Blue Valley. Hmm. Uh, the you know the main villain Icicle is the like Star Man, Star Girl's mom. Really, they're using the Flash as villain. Well, that's all these villains. They're they're all in plain sight. Yeah, but Icicle has already been used in the CW verse. Sure. Wait, no. They used Icicle? Yeah, that's that's ah. Caitlin's dad. That's it. Is that I 
is that Caitlyn's dad? Well, that's Caitlyn. That's why it fucks up the timeline because Caitlyn's dad became Ice School, like when she was when she was a little girl, and that was uh, still past the eighties. Was it Icicle that he became? I'm pretty sure. Well, see, Icicle does have a son. Icicle definitely has a son. Because in the CW, uh, in the Flash, he uh, became that way because he was trying to find a... uh, a way to stop his disease and um he he created this like um alternate like thing that's why um she has killer frost powers is like the length of them and so that's why i was like confused because i mean i'd have to look watch it back because they no, I, i'm looking at it now you're right no I but yeah, but I was wondering, do you, could you can you see if uh, that's before Crisis? Because Star Girl is obviously after Crisis. Yeah, Star Girl is definitely after Crisis. So it, it is on a, don't forget, it is on another Earth. Icicle, I think, was last year. Last year, it could have been this year, but that's really what defines it. Because if they're like, you know, we kind of threw away this really dope character. That's kind of how they did that with um, Ross Al Ghul in Arrow. Like, don't get me wrong, that whole season was badass, and that fight and everything, that was awesome. They used him too soon. And I realized they just had the rights, so they're just like, we need to use him while we can. But, like, you did that, what, season two, season three, and Deathstroke was already season two? He's like, dude, you can't compare it to the other one. So here, 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 here's where the issue is. Um, the icicle that Flash used was a one and done. He's, okay? He was in a few episodes. Uh, no, no, I get that. What I mean by a one and done is they took a character they didn't figure the DC would ever, ever use anywhere and gave it powers and name to a new person. You see, Icicle has never been Thomas No, Icicle has always been one of the McKenns, um, which is who it is in Stargirl. It is Jordan McKenn, and that's who it's supposed to be. Yeah, it doesn't matter, though. They already recreated... They already rewrote yeah. a storyline. Now... That was before Crisis. So the only two things are, one, it happened before Crisis, so it doesn't really fucking matter. Number one. It will It will in the flash when you talk about her dad. Cause you'll... Yeah, yes. Uh, and they've been doing that. But uh, now here's the other issue. And this is why they can clear it all up. It's on a different Earth. Oh, yeah. It's on a different Earth. It's on Earth, so too. It's, you know, just the Harrison Wells thing. You know, he's this person here, this person. It's on a different Earth. Oh, it you doesn't know, matter. Like Flash is Jay Garrick on Earth. No. Jay Garrick on Earth, too. Yeah, it doesn't uh, matter. Exactly. Um, it's just, to be bluntly honest, the 
one in Stargirl is the real Icicle. Wait, so is you said it was placed in the eighties? Earth two uh, was two thousand was like it was current, but the world no, 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 looked no, like no, the fifties. No, Oh, so you're saying the world looks like the 80s. Yes. It has a Stranger Things feel. Yeah, because like... Uh, um, the like Riverdale, where you know it's now, but it looks and feels fucking old. Yeah, and that's how um, Earth 2 was before when they traveled to it. It was like a mix between yeah. the... It was like walk, playing the game Fallout. It was like playing the 50s Fallout. Yes, and that's basically what it still is. Now, I don't know if the entire world's like that, because all we've seen is Blue Valley, and which is this little world, you know, this little small American town in the Midwest. I like the way they're doing that, because that's the way D.C. is supposed to be laid out. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, uh, like I said, the, the true icicle is the one that's in Starker. That's who's supposed to be icicle. So however the fuck it managed, we ended up with a knockoff on Earth Prime. Yeah, maybe we'll get a real Killer Frost, too. That is possible. <laughs> like an actual. Yeah, we ended up with a knockoff on Earth, on Earth Prime. I don't know how the hell that happened. We ended up with a knockoff Killer Frost, too. Yeah. Um, but the characters in that, they're really good, and they're really comic accurate, especially the villains. Um, but, I mean, they're like pillars of the community and type shit. Um. It's it's pretty wicked. They're trying uh, to get. Go ahead. Not a bad show. They're trying to get DC to do a black Superman right now. They're like, well, we can't do a black Superman. I was like, why not? Why is everybody on Krypton white? It's like an Aryan Brotherhood up there. Just make them all black. Who cares? Or make them all Asian. It could be any color. Well, uh, Superman in particular was just like, he was created during the fifties. What color did you expect him to be? Now, uh, short. Uh, not a bad way to segue. Uh, one of the new upcoming shows that's been confirmed for the Arrowverse is, of course, Lois and Superman. Yeah, but they're using um, uh, Supergirls, right? I mentioned that is because, let's be honest, we don't know shit about it, so we can't talk about it. I watched the original, so. Yeah, but we just know this one's been confirmed. We don't know what they're going to do with it, what direction they're going to go. We don't know shit. So we can't talk about it. But what we do well, I can't talk about it if, uh, if they're like, so is it with the Supergirl characters? It, yes. Okay, so then you just know because um, the previous Supergirl, the one um, in the 80s and 90s, that one focused in like um, Metropolis and like the Daily Planet. And like they were, you know, they, they knew their secrets and stuff, but it was like it showed the relationship in the reporting thing. And the yeah. planet, whereas Supergirl's timeline doesn't show that's where he is in life. So it'll probably show their adventures, like, currently with them knowing all about the Krypton stuff and the aliens yeah, on exactly. Earth. And... I believe that's what it is. I believe it's going to be their current adventures. Yeah, which is way more interesting to me than... They're already married and all of that shit. Yeah, that was way more interesting to me than, like, just watching... Because they've done the old with the other one a million times. Oh, yeah, and, like, to show it, like, him him going on because Superman in the comics goes on all sorts of like weird shit adventure. He's like Wolverine. Yeah. But since we, we don't know which one they'll go with, uh, the 
reason I, met, I bring up Superman and Lois, obviously it's one of the upcoming shows that's been confirmed, but it's also been confirmed that it will be part of the next crossover. Um, so the next crossover will only involve two shows. Um, it'll be next year, and it's been confirmed to at two episodes, and it will be on Batwoman and Superman and Lois. So, it's a, it, it, this was all confirmed, but now, in the Batwoman, Ruby Rose is gone. She wasn't good anyway, so it's fine. True, but she never filmed anything to make to write her character out. Dude, if they would have chose the chick from um, In the Dark, the um, the girl with the mohawk... Yeah. Blonde lesbian, they would have chose her as Batgirl. I would have been like, "Down, you're a way better actress. You have the body that I believe that you can like fight." Because she had guns on her, man. Her like. You know, I don't. I, I don't negate their their choice with this current actress. We'll see how she does. I mean, you can't judge anybody until they actually put a cowl on. Have you watched In the Dark? Uh, yeah. So you know the girl Sam. The the um, super buff black chick. Yeah. Wouldn't she make a badass like hero or villain in the new Batgirl? Because she's dead. Her character's dead. Like use her. She was a great like actress as far as like a badass assassin. She was. Um, you know who? Uh, but I, I really think they uh, honestly, and uh, it's just my, maybe my wrestling fan in me. I think they should have went with um, Sonya Deville. But. I, I mean, Sonya Deville is an actual trained fighter as well as an actress, so it's different. You know what I mean? You know she has the fucking... You know she could actually do most of the shit Batwoman's doing, because she's really doing Also, she probably has a massive fan following that the CW should have utilized. She was the first openly lesbian wrestler in WWE. I mean, maybe she couldn't do it because of the wrestling thing, so... No. Oh. They started pushing her huge in her storyline so that the, the, the CW could see it and be like, yeah, yeah, no, no, she was pushing hard. It was open. If she would, if she, when she said she wanted the role and wanted to be considered for it openly, that meant WWE supported. And That's cool. then she got behind her fully. And she had this billion dollar fucking machine pushing her, and they still didn't go with it because of the, honestly, the way things are in today's era. What, what 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 color is she? They may have made a good choice, like I said. Why? What I'm color is she? Mad. I'm not mad. Oh, she's a white girl. Oh, uh, that's I'm why. Not mad at all. <clears throat> black Batwoman. You know I'm not. Uh, so. Oh, it's just Batman has notoriously had a lot of um, for his new Robins, especially Lark's black, but a lot of his um, like Batwing is black, and um, that's Lucius' son, Lucius Fox's yeah. son, and he. He controls all of Africa. Like he, he fights all the crime of all the Africa for all the like the gun people down there, the soldiers. And like he talks to Batman all the time, and um, it's like it's it's funny because Batman has always sought out people of color to be the new Bat Bat people. You know, I just think here's my thing. Uh, The 
she's a great character. However, they they fucked her up. They uh, fucked her up in the movie too. Well, yeah, but they fucked her up by choosing Ruby Rose to do it. Um, whatever. However, this new bag of women could be great, and it's a whole new character, so she doesn't have anything to live up to. That's also scary because that means you are solely responsible for creating a new bag. Yeah, but live action. That's not daunting at all. Yeah, but you know your inflection when you say Batwoman for the first time is a little off, you're fucked. No, see I disagree because I know one of the main writers for um the CW DC shows is Kevin Smith and he created me a queen and I like her just fine. Well, See, here's the difference because No, here's the only difference. The only difference is Mia Queen was not a secondary character. She was always going to be the replacement for the Green Arrow. That's the way she was cast and that's the way she was written. The only difference is she, like the Flash, had an introduction into the uh, universe that wasn't their own show. And so she has not only to have a new Batgirl show, but she's replacing a Batgirl that's already been in the show. And so all the cast is the same. She's the only new person, but now she's also the lead. And so that's as an actress and as a character, that's got to be daunting. Like you said. I agree with you. Uh, No, no, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. unknown actress. She's not an unknown actress, but she's not a well-known actress. Okay? Well, then, in that key of thinking is, since she's uh, the actress for Mia Queen, um, she got to, uh, she talks about it, and she ta- uh, studied the way Felicity in all of the seasons acted, and Oliver, all of his characters acted so she can combine a perfect interaction of like what their kid would be that actress for Batgirl has none of that exactly exactly she has no experience and no fan following in the world a lot of the fans already want to see Mia take over for all of them how about the actress the actress have any fans a few she's been in a few things but not many she's been in like two or three things all right um, uh, do you remember that show? Uh, I don't know if you ever seen it. I never did. Uh, it was called God Friended Me. No, but it sounds gay. Uh, apparently this guy receives a Facebook request from God. And it leads him to do all this stuff to help other people. Um, but anyway, she's one of the main actresses in it. It was a very popular show on TV, so I'm sure she has been. I've never personally seen it. Uh, but I, my wife has. Um, she probably knows who she is. But, not only does she have none of that, 
she's stepping in to take on God. Yeah. I mean... That's how the original Kate was, though. She's like... She, Batman was a part of the world already, and she was like, I'm going to become Batwoman. All the more reason why it makes sense for him to take up the mantle. All this. Batman's gone. Lucius is Lucius is dead. Like she has Albert dead. She has none of the original support. In the end, so there's no there's no Robin. Well, dude, in there's, the there's no fucking Nightwing. Well, dude, in the comics. Um, not in the comics, the animated movie. It sh- it was in the comics, too. Just animated movies kind of compressed all the comics together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, like, Batwing is coming out of the thing, and he was like, I'm Batwing. And, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Kate, and then Kate Cade, and then Kate Cade's like, wow, way to be original. I'm already Batwoman. And then Batman's sitting there. He's like, all of you guys stole your name from me. I never gave you permission to use my mantle. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, we're just going to keep it that way then. <laughs> this is like no respect. Uh, basically. But it makes sense if the hero is gone. You're like, uh, go ahead. Yeah. I know in that one you were talking about, you know, uh, Batman disappears. Um, and Nightwing takes up the mantle. But that's because Alfred... We're talking about two different things. We're talking about way two different things in two different time periods. Batman was present. Okay, hold on. Uh, let me finish, and maybe one of us is confused, but let me finish, because I just watched it yesterday, okay? So, I've been pouring on the DC uh, animated movies over the past couple of days. I get it, but Batman's not dead in this timeline. Again, we're di- we're confused. Okay, cool. Let me finish mine. Uh, this was this I was talking first. No, but this same movie was Batwing's debut. So that's no, this was Batwing's debut. I'm just saying that like Batman was present. And Bat, KK, KK is Batgirl. CW made her Batwoman. Or Cassandra King. Cassandra King, sorry. Yeah. Cassandra King. Uh, but uh, we were just talking about King. Sorry, Cassandra King. Uh, but no, uh, he was only gone for like the first 30 or 45 minutes of the movie. It was after the explosion. Uh, Batwoman's body was dead. Um, Dick Grayson, as Nightwing, finally found out, you know, found Batman's tape to our information on her, and found out it was Cassandra who he'd known since he was a kid, and he took off his mask to her and shit, um, and then Batman came back, I don't exactly remember how at the moment, but Batman came back because he wasn't fucking dead, of course, uh, and at that, at some point during that, Lucius had broke into the armory and stole the Batwing. Yeah. Okay, we are talking about different ones. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah, because it. 
Yeah, because it makes sense if the hero is gone, like Green Arrow, when they're like, I'm going to take his mantle and I carry on the legacy because this city responds to that character, that likeness in respect and fear. So if I come up as a new character, no one's going to take me seriously. But if I'm Batman, they will. And that's what Batwoman essentially is. You know, she's the same with Batgirl. And they tried to do that, but they didn't have Batman's permission to do it. Yeah. So now, though, now you've got Luke, who's not Batwing. All right? <laughs> who's not Batwing, I repeat. Even though his father is dead and Alfred is dead. Don't know yet if Batman is dead. But Alfred and his father definitely are. And he never became Nightwing or uh, Batwing. He wasn't always supposed to be Batwing. That's an animated movie thing. No, I know that, but what I'm saying They changed it originally. Yeah, but but you have to get that um, Lucius Fox as Batwing is not canon. Um, it's David Zimbambi. He he's the because it was I read the Batwing comics and it's um, it was created during New Fifty Two. I don't know what it is during Rebirth, but um, it was it was um, Batman. He saw this um, vigilante in Africa fighting all, like, the child soldier people and the drug cartel and the traffickers and everything. And he was like, hey, I'm going to extend my... This this guy could be my successor. I'm going to give him my technology, make him this awesome guy, call him Batwing, and that you're going to represent me in Africa and that part of the world. And um, when you're reading The Red Hood and The Outlaws, that's one of the things Jason Todd goes and does is he sabotages Batwing's uh, jet and suit just for just to fuck with Batman. 
Yeah, he's like, fuck you. You're going to have all these other people that you care about and you're doing shit for when they get beat. Huh? He's still a baby, Nick though. Nick Grayson, Jason Todd, both exist in the Arrowverse. Yeah, but they're not. He's not the Red Hood yet because he's still alive. Okay, but that's not what I'm getting at. You can't. You can't bring. Where are they in the fucking timeline? If Jason Todd is alive, but Alfred is dead. But what Earth are you talking about? Titans and Batman are on the same Earth. No, not anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Either way, prior to them being split with the crisis, it was established that Alfred was dead and Jason Todd was alive and there was no Damien. So where the fuck is Titan? So they explained it in the the CW writers and stuff. They said so. Yes, um, all of the Earths have combined into one, but not all the people have combined onto one Earth. Only the Earths of the Paragons have combined onto all the Earths. The other multiverse, the ones that weren't destroyed, were also reset in their own ways and recreated, but they're all different Earths now, and it's a whole different multiverse now. So the ways they they could travel to before, they can't anymore, because the vibrations of the universe have changed. All right. Big asshole for you right now. Um, I get that. However, Batwoman has always been on Earth Prime, which means Titans was on Earth Prime. Well, what's going to be... So what Earth are Titans on now, then? Batwoman. Bat, no, Batwoman woman wasn't a Titan. No. However, Batwoman is where Titans debuted. No. Oh no, I have that backward. Doom Patrol de- uh, 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 debuted on Titans. Yeah, I was gonna say they don't cross uh, over yeah. like that. Sorry. That would have been a huge thing. No, your major plot point no, is. No, never mind. I was losing some. Batman's still around in Titans. Your your major plot point. I know he's played by the guy from Game of Thrones. Your major plot hole is Batwoman, Ruby Rose was a paragon. Oh fuck. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't even think about that part of it. You can't just. I mean, unless you're Lex Luthor, who steals the Book of Destiny and writes himself as the paragon instead of Superman. But, like, they didn't have, they better come up with shit like that in the next crossover because, yeah, Ruby Rose, the actor Ruby Rose, she was a paragon, her character. So, yeah, and and that's the whole reason. Well, the, the, in Legends of Tomorrow, it explains it is uh, all the shit that happens to um, to um, what's her face? Um, what's the captain's name? White Canary. Well, what happens to Sarah at, at near the end of the series? She's like, 
when John and everyone were like, so wh- why, you, why is this all affecting you differently? And she's like, I think it's because I'm a paragon. I think it's because yeah. things like that can affect me because it's outside of space and time. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, but you're serious, you're tying shit in like that, but then you're like, outside in the real world, you're like, hey, we're going to make room for this person of color, but she's not a paragon. How do you explain it? Also, you're... you're plus, plus your other paragon, Black Lightning, he should be doing the Justice League thing and taking his city and giving it justice and everything like that. But he lives in probably the deep south in comparison. Like, they're still putting up signs that say, no metahumans allowed. I believe, I believe Black Lightning is still take place in Atlanta. That makes sense. I think they've mentioned Atlanta. I believe so. Or at least somewhere in Georgia. Um, but, I believe, I believe Black Lightning still take place in Georgia, so yes, it's Yeah, so yeah, I guess that would make sense because if it was like, if they're not focusing on the race thing and they're just focusing if you have powers. Right? You can't do the... Well, that was the thing in the first... In the end of the crossover, when they realized they're on the same Earth, and, um, like, uh, the Weather Witch or whatever, and Supergirl stops her, and then uh, Flash is like, oh, don't worry, that's one of mine. And she goes, what? What are you talking about? We're in, we're in my city. And she was like, What? Yeah, whereas, like, the Flash is like, okay, dude, you obviously have an alert on that shit. Like you said, Cisco knows about that shit happening on the computers. So why wouldn't you zoom over there? He's like, so is there anywhere else I should go? I heard about Freeland has a lot of meta humans. He's like, yeah, you don't want their, oh, really? Is that kind of place? Yeah. It's a major and I love that they added Black Lightning, but if the show itself was going to completely ignore the events of crisis, with the exception of one small conversation between him and his daughter, that's garbage. Well, I like that they inclu- they had the foresight to include Black Lightning because he was included in the original Crisis comics. And I, I agree. I just don't think his show should have completely ignored the Crisis fallout. No, but I do like that his daughters are becoming superheroes and shit. That that thing's cool. Yep, Donald Trump announced that he's going to become a transsexual and cut off his penis. That's not news. Um, uh, That's true. We've known that for years. (laughs) Oh, yeah, but that's been a long thing coming. It's been like years. Yeah, for the longest time, I thought that was going to be the 
Yeah, man, he teased it during the pandemic, and then when people have nothing to do, they're like, where is it? You can't tell us something and then not release it. And he goes, yeah, we can. I mean, they're releasing it, uh, I think, early next year, they said. I know. Don't tell it during the pandemic that you don't release There's We're going to release it in May during the pandemic. No, you're not. The question is, now, does it fix the royal garbage that the movie was when it was originally released? They're they're reprising his role. So I don't know what they're doing with that, but they are reprising his role as Batman. Ben Affleck. Yeah. All I know is that movie was a load of shit. In so many ways. There were some some okay parts. There's just too much... There's too much focus on Superman and Batman and not the heroes that... like. I don't like that Batman was Flash's introduction to be a hero. So you're telling me the Flash is just zooming people in the prison? He's not, like, fighting? He's not doing the super punch or anything like that? He's not learning from other speedsters? Batman's teaching him how to fight? Get out of here. for compression of time. I get it. But the whole movie was... They had that Snyder if there will be any of the other cut in his film, in his release, he said there will be zero footage that that other guy shot in my film. <laughs> so we are apparently getting the complete Snyder cut. So, but will it fix it? Will it redeem what destroyed fucking DC's chance of creating a fucking movie universe like yeah, but that's also what destroyed that uh, the third X Men movie originally was because they uh, they spliced it up because people were doing DC films. Oh Jesus! What destroyed X Men was just the fact that they they switched directors they, in the middle of it. It's not just it is that they can't X Men for whatever reason, no matter who's at the helm, cannot get Dark Phoenix right. Um, no matter what you do with the X-Men, you at some point have to go into Phoenix. You have to. Yeah. It, 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 it is by far the X-Men's most compelling story. Because their main enemy came from within as one of their core members. But no movie can seem to get it fucking right. At all. But then again, I, I don't think they've ever actually had a good Jean Grey in movies. Um, what they need to do, and it kind of jacked up, uh, they need to start a series, but they need to cast and write from the beginning oh. with the idea of making Jean Grey into Phoenix. I have something that'll piss you off if you don't already know about it. Do you know who Young Wolverine's going to be for Marvel? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to be X-23, I'm guessing. It's Henry Cavill. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's Superman. <laughs> Hold on. 
Yeah. Here, let me look look it up. Is yep. Be Current rumors name Henry Cavill uh, as the new Wolverine, but there are some options. So they're still going through their things, but Henry Cavill is the um, the leading. The leading. Yeah. Oh lord. Those actors bounce back and forth like nobody's business. <laughs> so wait, Henry Cavill is in The Witcher? Yeah, they've already done, been rebooting the X-Men, but... They're going to reboot him again, though. I get Henry Cavill confused with the guy who the young guy who plays Magneto. Yeah. Don't they look similar? A bit, yeah. Like, the whole time, until I looked that shit up, I, was watch, I watched a few episodes of The Witcher, and I was like, it's funny they uh, chose the, the... Because... In the Assassin's Creed, I know um, the guy who plays Magneto plays the, what's his name? And so, um, the Assassin's Creed guy. Yeah, Yeah, and so I was like, uh, when I was watching The Witcher, I was like, oh, it's the same guy. (laughs) No, yeah, but yeah, Superman, I knew Henry Cavill was Superman. But, um, yeah, like, really? He doesn't, even with his facial hair, he's just like... There's a reason they chose him as as the Superman. Yeah. I like think... e- even Adam, like um, Ray Palmer. Ray Palmer, like he used to be Superman. He still looks like Superman, but he could fit in that Ray Palmer. But even his Ray Palmer is Clark Kent. Yeah. It's oh my god. It's, it's Clark Kent. You you just can't. That's not. That's him. Yeah, and you're also doing... And that's Mm. See, that's not like character as far as you can go. That's look. And it's also like, listen, I know like you do the one Superman Returns movie that doesn't mark you as Superman forever. But when you're Henry Cavill and you do multiple Superman movies and you're Batman versus Superman... You can do whatever movie you want after that if you want to do Mission Impossible and stuff. But you're going to piss off some of your fan following if you're also going to do Marvel. And then people are worried if you're going to fuck it up like you did Superman. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I know it's not all the actors, the writing and things like that. It's because there's always three movies. There's the movie you shoot. or Sorry, there's the movie you write. There's the movie you shoot. And there's the movie you edit. Well, see, that's, yeah, true. Uh, that's the thing, though. If the Snyder Cut fixes everything, then maybe he wasn't a bad Superman. Seriously. Yeah. We don't know how much, actually, of the movie is different than when it was released. You know what I mean? Yeah. He might. We do know there was 
plenty of reshoots, a ton of them. And he had to come from Mission Impossible with that shit-eating CGI mustache. Um, but he may have been a good Superman. We have to wait and see. But now here's the problem, and you brought it up perfectly. If he was a great Superman and the Snyder Cut fixes all of it, there ain't going to be a second one. Well, I mean, how are they... going to be a second one. You think they're going to give Henry Cavill back to D.C.? Nope. They're going to lock him down for a fucking five, six movie deal. Dead straight, and you know it. Especially with uh, them knowing the Snyder Cut's coming out. I bet you if they eat the deal, uh, it'll be soon. He'll get a bonus, and it'll be for a four to five movie deal. Dude, I just experienced a ghost. I was sitting in my studio, which is also my living room. My front door started to turn, and it was open. You know, it's unlocked. Yeah. And it started to turn. I was like, oh, my God, is that that Starker girl? And I jumped up real quick, and I slammed the deadbolt in. I looked through the people, and there was no one there. And I opened the door, and there was no one there. Huh. I was like, oh, my God. Satan's found me. Well, Satan's found yeah. me. He knew I wanted to make a deal, and he's here. So, I mean, the state of entertainment in general is weird. I mean, pro wrestling has... How are they going to do that? It's like, um, if they're reprising Ben Affleck's role, and then um, they're talking about casting him as Wolverine, assuming they lock him down, like he said, into an actual contract and say, yeah, you're officially Wolverine. Yeah. I wonder why they're reprising his role, too. Are they going to reprise his role... Because uh, they're going to do, because I know they're doing Flashpoint. So is he going to be playing himself or is he going to be playing his dad? Ooh, interesting. Nice. Maybe both. Well, maybe himself in the end, because I don't know how they're doing their version of Flashpoint, but I know at some point Batman's at the start, Batman's at the end. Yeah, and at some point Batman's Thomas Wayne. Well, Thomas Wayne could be played by anybody, but like. No, 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 but we're saying, is it going to be Ben Affleck? Oh, yeah. Might be he, he might be playing uh, Batman. He might be playing himself when he when Flash comes back and gives him news about his dad and stuff. And says, "Hey, yeah, your dad wrote awesome. this note." But like, yeah. yeah, I didn't even think about that until just now. Maybe they are not even doing reprising his role for a Batman movie. Maybe like the Suicide Squad, they're saying, "Hey, can you make a cameo?" Yeah, possible. Because I know their Flash is still the same Flash. Like their Aquaman was still the same Aquaman in that yeah. world. They might even ask Jason Momoa to make a cameo. Dude, that movie was so good. It was just like the animated movie. You know what? He probably will. I love their Black Manta. Yeah. People, I love... They're probably going to have Jason Momoa make an appearance in uh, Flashpoint, too. I love the racist nerds that are like, why does Black Manta have to be a black guy? He's always been a black guy, dude. Yeah. He's always been... I mean, that's... Might be why he's called Black Manta, but also, like, Black Manta is just a dope name. Yeah. I'd want to be Black Manta, even though I'm a white guy. I've always I've always read the Black Manta as a black guy. And I don't always think he's a bad guy, either. He's, like, he's shifty, for sure. But he's ultimately trying to do what's right for um, um, Atlantis. Not always. I mean, sure, he wants to wipe out 
Earth and make Atlantis up. But again, he's doing what's right for Atlantis. He's no, like, he was doing, no, he was doing what was right for Aquaman's brother. But either way, he's loyal shit. Yeah, but at some point, it doesn't he work for fucking Leviathan? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, no, he's doing what Leviathan wants. Yeah. Leviathan agents don't do what they're not told to do. Um. But little other area I was just mentioning, uh, pro wrestling has gotten very interesting. Um, so I know you haven't followed or watched wrestling in a while, right? Yeah. Okay. You know who Rey Mysterio is? Do you? No. Okay. Rey Mysterio is... The guy who always did the 619, he was a little, uh, littler dude. Um, he's been wrestling for fucking umpteen decades. Whatever. Uh, him and Seth Rollins just had a match last Sunday um, at the aptly named horror show uh, where the stipulation was known as an eye for an eye match. The only way to win was to dislodge one of your opponent's eyes from its socket. That's fun. <laughs> that was the only way to win. <laughs> now, after the finish is happening, they're showing Seth Rollins drive uh, Rey Mysterio's face into the corner of the metal stairs. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, Seth Rollins goes over to attack him while the uh, uh, refs are checking on him. And he jumps back and he starts puking. And they show Ray covering up his eye and everything. But you can see an eyeball in his hand through his fingers and shit. So they CGI'd an eyeball in there. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, my God. They seriously just CGI'd an eyeball. They had this whole backline story. Uh, Ray Mysterio was rushed to the hospital. Local paramedics say it's called ocular one. Ocular but it is possible that they're able to replace it with no permanent damage to his sight. Possibly. That's why I didn't like Two Face during um, the Dark Knight Returns. That movie, the oh, Dark Knight oh, movie. This is too wrestling, though. We long ago let go of the belief that pro wrestling is actually really happening. These people really hate each other. They're really trying to burn each other. This but they, really dead. But the hurt's real. Exactly. But we left the fact that the storylines and characters are real behind long ago. Okay? Yeah, but it's Everyone the... Knows the Undertaker is not really a dead man. He's not? want us to suspend that belief again 
and pop this motherfucker's eye out of his head. Yeah. Look. Look. It was a good match. But, I mean, if you're going to go that far, but give us a full-on CGI effect where he stumbles away, his eyes hanging down his fucking face and shit. So do you we think... see the eye glance through the hand. We know it's not fucking real. We know his eye's not actually out of his head. Give us the whole fucking gore. Do you think they're going to those extra steps because there's no audience? Yes, that is why they're doing it. Oh. That's completely why they're doing it. Uh, it's, but it's also what has allowed them to do is what they're calling cinematic matches. Where there are matches that are filmed like movies and you know, like short movies, and they take fucking hours upon hours with tons of reshoots and shit. Um, there's been two of those so far, uh, kind of three. Um, one was the Undertaker boneyard match, which was him in a graveyard. Yeah. Uh, that was his. He retired after that match, actually. Um. Fucking great match. One of the best things I've ever seen on pro wrestling. Fucking amazing. Uh, and they did ask us to suspend their belief in that again. You say he has superpowers. But they did it fucking great. Uh, next, you had um, a Money in the Bank ladder match that was the men's and the women's taking place at the same time. The ring was on top of WWE corporate headquarters building. And the ladder and the belts were suspended above the ring, and all the competitors started on the ground floor. Damn. So they had to fight their way through the whole building before they could even get to the ring. At one point, two of the people fighting in Mr. McMahon's office, he looks at it, he's like, Get me out! They run a thing back up all scared, fix the chairs and shit, and leave. You know what I mean? Um, and the last was this past Sunday, which was called a Wyatt Swamp fight, and they got into a fight in the swamp. Good match. Not the Boneyard match, but good match. So they actually fought in a swamp? Yes. Yes. Yes, they did. I mean, I kind of want to watch that now, but... It it was good. It was good. It's horror horror show style. So what do you you think of the uh, UFC doing Fighter Island? Dude, I think that's the most badass idea. I don't know why they didn't do that before. They're like, hey, let's just buy an island with a few people, a few partners, and we're going to hold all our fights on that. Private flights for all our fighters out to uh, uh, the fight island. And, dude, honestly, I've watched um, I've watched two fights with it. And, um, man, uh, you can keep... Yeah. But it's also like no uh, wrestling probably. No Mortal Kombat. Oh really? Oh nice. Think about the first Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. But um. They even fight on the beach. I feel like the fighters are more into it. I mean the prizes the prizes have got to be a little smaller. Well, it's just I think you're you don't have to. So if you're like a fighter, is that's, I think that's the difference between uh, wrestling 
and uh, fighting. Because, like, if you're a fighter and you're going into it, you know, win or lose, you're going to come out broken. But if you lose, there's nothing for you. So um, you do have... You still get paid, but, like, not as much. And, um, like, I watched Kumia's fight, and um, you could just... You could hear it more. You could hear the impact and everything. It's way more brutal, for sure, but it gets more of a feel like a gladiator fight. And that's kind of why you watch UFC, because it's like modern-day gladiators. And so without the crowd, yeah, it's... um, you don't have as much um, entertainment qualities like um, Conor McGregor comes out because he obviously feeds, like, the crowd feeds his energy. Yeah. And so he's a lot more... Yeah, well, that's... All of that is from pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. All of that is from... That's why he became a fan of Joe Rogan. He would reach out to Joe Rogan constantly when he was doing independent fights and stuff. He'd, like, send him clips of him, like, showboating and everything. He was like, I'm going both sides, motherfucker. He knows Rogan. Like, he respects, everybody respects Rogan as a fighter and as a commentator, but everybody also knows his stance on professional wrestling. Yeah. And so it's kind of like when you can do, tie in the both worlds, and you're like, hey, this is something you love, but I'm pulling from something that you think is bullshit, but it's necessary, like wrestling is better with an audience because you have that like energy. It's like being a comedian. It's, you're a performer. You're not just a fighter. Perfect example of that. Tyson Fury. All right. Yeah. Uh, the boxing world heavyweight champion. He recently had a, not that long ago, like right after his fight with Deontay or I believe it was or right before it or something. He had a match in WWE. Boxing is a good example. I've seen a lot of boxers that kind of have that, quality if they pull from the wrestling or the uh, performing quality. If wrestling's just like... Dude, he danced out and sang during his fucking entrance. Do comedians pull from wrestling? Yeah. Because it's like, they know how to perform. Rock stars and wrestlers. Regardless of if anyone's a fan or not, wrestling has been ingrained in the entertainment industry for over 100 years. Oh, so let me ask you this question. So, like, the two people I would think of would be, like, that you would want to like see perform would be like rock stars. Cause they're all the dazzle, but what came first? You think the rock stars pulled from wrestling because that a hundred percent, that seems like what uh, Elvis did. I don't know what came first, but like it sh- sure seems like all those rock stars, Metallica, um, corn, both. God, I would have loved to seen like then in like the late seventies, and just like the underground performing wrestling, and you're just like, "What's up, bitches?" And you're just doing shit that's just wild, and people aren't stopping you. WWE was 
in a transitional period of trying to find an international a way to get to an international audience. And MTV was in that period of killing music. <laughs> yeah. Why introduce Yeah, why why introduce Polly Shore if not for that specific no, reason? Yeah. Motionless and White did a play on words with that and did a um the you know the internet killed the video store. Yeah. Oh god. Because <laughs> it did. my thing with comics is like um have you um because uh, i think when i went with you was that uh, we've just been wearing reg- regular that was like in the beginning really but like um ryan and i have noticed too is if you um jazz it up around other comics especially in open mics but even like book spots locally around town is they get real like annoyed and like borderline, like they don't want to talk to you. Like you're ruining comedy. And I was like, bro, I'm a huge fan of comedy. And that's why I'm like trying to spice it up a little. I know my material is good. I move around a lot. I love Freddie Mercury. I love um, uh, Eddie Murphy. I love um, Dice. But I love um, Motionless and White because of that same reason in Corn. They're performers. You're not just going to see music or you're not just going to see wrestling or people like fighting or whatever. You're going to see a show. And that's what I want to try to do moving forward. Ah, so here's what it was. All right. Uh, We did talk about it, so I might as well mention it. The Rock and Wrestling Connection uh, formed in the 80s because Cindy Lauper contacted Lou Albano, who was a wrestling manager. Yeah. You know, he wore rubber bands and, like, earrings and shit. Uh, And as we all know, Girls Just Want to Have Fun is, like, the first music video ever on MTV. Really? It's one of them. Uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun is ancient. Uh, But Cindy Lauper met with Lou Albano because she wanted him to play her father in the music video. I get girls just want to have fun confused with the Barry Girl song. Ah. Um, later, they showed up on WWE. Albano called her a bra, and she hit him with the purse. And then they became, they went into this wrestling type shit. Hmm. And the first live mes- wrestling match on cable television was broadcasted by MTV, as well as the first live women's professional wrestling match. Damn. Yep. I'll be damned. Huh. But yeah, so it, it's, it's, yeah. They, uh, rock and roll and wrestling, you know, they, they, they feed off each other and always have. 
uh, at least for the last 40 years, um, since, the eight, or since the early mid-80s, I would say, well, mid-80s, mid to late-80s. But yeah, there's even a cartoon from that called Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Hmm. With all the old school dudes, Andre the Giant, Roddy Piper, and all that. Um, but no, I mean, wrestling has gotten to some extreme times. And, I mean, I don't even fucking know what they're going to do. Like, yeah, they'll survive. Nothing's going to take WWE down at this point. But, Jesus Christ, it is not the same without fans. It's gotten a little better lately. The wrestlers are nicer. Can you hear what's going on with the, with the Grateful Dead shoes? You see those things? I'm sorry, it was some random thought. All right.